This is the Vitovold Brothers podcast. You're listening to Franz and Joseph Vitovold, and we want to show you a different angle on a lot of topics. Our goal is to enable you to appreciate your process of growth and to get you where you want to be with your own projects as quickly as possible by inspiring you three times a week. Hello and welcome to the Sunday interview. I'm super excited to have Domenico here in this podcast. And it's really um, amazing because we talked about it uh, a second ago as a preparation to do the interview. Um, for, for how long ago we actually met him? You just said we met 2016 and we just talked about and reflected about the situation when we met. It was very interesting because... Uh, he was such a he's such a great person and we we had the chance to just um he was spending some time as a work away actually at, at our place um and in our small town Lauchhammer where we actually <laughs> yeah uh, had a house now we don't have the house anymore we uh, sold it actually which you don't know um and it's just so funny how what the situation was when he actually when we met when our lives kind of um, found a way together and until now there are a lot of things which have changed and i think it's going to be very interesting to talk with dominico about those things which happened about his journey about his life his experience i think there are a lot of really great insights which we are going to gain during the interview thank you so much for being here i highly yeah. appreciate thank you time. thank you so much joseph thank you so much for inviting me for this interview uh yes we met in uh, 2016 and it was summer 2016 and uh, went there in uh, la uh, for uh, for work away uh, and uh, yeah it's been uh, it's been five I've been five weeks there it's been one one of the experience one of the best experiences of my life and uh, I met really incredible uh, people uh, incredible family uh, that host me in the in the best way possible uh, then uh, after um, then in 2017 I finished my uh, master's degree. Uh, in uh, international accounting, and I started my uh, experience uh, uh, in, uh, in my professional experience uh, uh, as a SAP consultant in Deloitte. Uh, so, um, after, one year after my experience, things were already changed uh, uh, a lot since the, uh, the year before. And uh, uh, I uh, had a really, really good experience in, uh, in Deloitte, in uh, this in international uh, consultant firm. And um, at some point of my at some point of my career, I decided to um, that that was the moment to uh, try and uh, uh, to prove myself that uh, I was ready for uh, for going to work uh, abroad, uh, in specific going to going to work in London. And uh, why, why and, did yeah. you, for, for, so, sorry for interrupting so so harshly, but why would like why did you take the decision? Why didn't you like stay in Turin and? I don't know, and enjoyed the, the job there. Uh, was it like what made you change or wanted to go more out of your comfort zone in this uh, in this time? Exactly. I wanted to go uh, outside my comfort zone and uh, I knew that London was the right choice for me uh, in order to prove myself that uh, uh, I was, uh, I was, uh, uh, can prove that I was uh, good enough to, uh, to work in an international environment in an international city uh, as London uh, it is actually, and uh, so I started uh, to apply in uh, in accountancy firms. And uh, uh, yeah, after one week, I received uh, three or four calls from an accountancy firm. Okay, it was a different period from for compared to this year because it was really really easy uh, to to be called by an accountancy firm and to start uh, um, working in the accountancy firm. So in uh, 20 days time, I would say, uh, I already uh, got my um, my job. And uh, one month after, I started to, to work for them. And uh, yeah, it's, it's already almost uh, uh, two years. I would say uh, 20, 20 months that I'm working in London. And uh, in uh, and next month, I'm gonna I'm gonna change uh, accountancy firm. So uh, another step of my career. So uh, I would say in four years and a half, everything has changed. So I started my professional career. Uh, I finished my um, my studies 
and uh, and uh, yeah, so I improved on all my on all the skills that four years ago I didn't have, and uh, yeah, so that, basically. That, that that is amazing. Thank you so much for for sharing um, this this journey until now. Um, like while like going through all this change and having those changing environments, um, what was like what was one of the things which gave you the motivation and the drive to do all those change? Because obviously it is probably more comfortable to stay in Italy doing your your accounting there, maybe language wise, people wise, since the culture is also way different, I guess, in the UK. Um, how did you come to the conclusion to make such dramatic changes in your life? Well, my motivation was that uh, I, I finished university uh, on time. Usually uh, in Italy, on average, people uh, finish university on at 25, 26, uh, when they are 25, 26 uh, year old. Uh, okay, I started in a, in a big company, but I knew that uh, Before 30, uh, I, need, I need to have an international experience as well or starting an international career. And that was the um, right choice, the right moment and the right age to start this uh, international uh, adventure. So uh, my main motivation was that I don't like to be comfort. So I like challenges. So... Uh, trying new all uh, trying new things all the time and uh, uh, challenge myself to push my limit over the limit. So that was the main reason. So I said, okay, I'm going to London. I'm trying to um, learn what I have to learn and then upgrade all the time every year, fixing uh, goals every year and uh, uh, upgrade myself. <laughs> so so that was. <laughs> No, that is amazing, and it also makes sense. It's a really, um, yeah, smart way of thinking about yourself, up on uh, improving and, tr and trying to, yeah, get a better version of yourself. Obviously, with with every step you are going, that makes a lot of sense. And also, what you just said about your, the goals and goal setting. Um, I, I actually uh, asked the question in, in the last interview, and how are you setting the goals? Like how are you defining them? Are you having them just somewhere in the back of your head, or How would you say um, reaching your goals or saying, hey, this is the direction I want to go? How are you making those um, decisions yeah, out of curiosity? This question. Well, usually, usually I fix myself. Uh, I fixed uh, in my mind uh, since the beginning. But obviously, uh, every time you need to adapt on the situation. So if you see that you need more time to uh, reach that goal, obviously trying to adapt and fixing goals like in the short term period and then try to reach them uh, and then see if you can reach them, reach the, the same long-term goal in, uh, uh, in that same period. So it's always uh, fixing a long-term goal and then adapt it every time. That's, uh, that's, that's I think, the best way when, uh, even, even when uh, we, we used to study at university, that was uh, for, for a company, that's, that's, the, main, uh, that's the main aim. Uh, is fixing long-term goal at the beginning and then uh, it, the short-term goal needs to be adapted based to the situation, based yeah. to what happened uh, around. So, uh, so yeah, that, I used to fix, talking about myself, I used to fix goals in this way. No, I mean, it, it does make sense, but I mean, obviously there are also people or actually um, we have like some kind of yeah, routine we are doing like the, the two days after Christmas, like one of those days we are choosing um, with my mom, my brother and my stepdad, we are actually like reflecting up on our goals, which we write down, like which we have like this little workbook. Um, which my mom created and and we basically like answer certain questions like um, where do we gonna I basically see us I don't know maybe income wise maybe um, yeah whatever those questions are going to be which are a little bit challenging sometimes we're trying to answer them and kind of write down what we would love to achieve maybe in and then 2021 and what I noticed while writing those things down is it's very interesting um, how those goals sometimes are subconsciously sticking in your brain or they are still 
somehow you're working for them. If if you once wrote them down or clarified them somewhere, even in your head, I think um, it's very interesting how sometimes almost automatically you're on track if you are doing uh, things consistently, if it is going every day to work or, I don't know, posting every day something, whatever you want to achieve. I think um, co uh, continuity... That's your motivation. That's, yes. your motivation. that's your motivation to achieve that goal because you fix that goal and you, you, all, you work for that. So yeah. that's, uh, that's the, the way people, once they fix the goal, they work for that. So yeah. they already know, once they fix it, they already know how to act in order yeah. to achieve that goal. No, that, so, that, that is true. I, I agree on that. Like now, since you're in London, um, how do you, I mean, first of all, do you feel at home in the city? Because obviously it's quite busy. It's also like, quite expensive as well um, to live there. Um, how do you like this whole circumstance? How do you like, how much home do you feel when you work there, when you have your daily life um, yeah, happening there? Well, I would say London is my, my kind of town because I, I like amazing. to stay busy. I like to Uh, to meet always new people. Uh, just you can imagine London, 10 million people living there, uh, 10 million residents, I would say. So there are even like uh, three, four millions that are no residents, but they live in London or they commute to London from uh, outside or they commute. There are even people commuting from Amsterdam, from Paris. Uh, uh, so it's a really uh, international hub, probably one of the I mean, it's uh, one of the three most important in the world. And uh, yeah, it, it feels amazing, you know, to, to say, to live in London because seriously, you meet a lot of professionals. So yeah. you, you, every time you get more rich on the uh, experience of other people and uh, you, you have opportunities to meet uh, uh, new people all the time, new uh, professionals that can help you on your career and can uh, give you another version of... Uh, Uh, of their lives because the, the, these people comes from different parts of the world so yeah. it's not just uh, people from Europe and uh, and I would say it's a place where you feel more um, close to Europeans as well because you feel part of uh, like a bigger country yeah. uh, as a European Union so you you have things in common and you and then obviously you you see how you really really close to even to uh, people from uh, other parts of uh, Uh, of the world. I, I would say because London is, uh, um, because of the colonial past, is full of uh, people from India, Pakistan, uh, and uh, from Africa. And uh, so you, you even compare yourself with uh, 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 people from this continent and uh, how they think on, uh, uh, and yeah, you, you become more open to other views, other cultures, uh, uh, Because they, they come from other backgrounds. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I think this is the amazing thing of London. No, that, that, that is very true. It's like totally international. We also just texted um, before and you basically also said there would be a chance to that you would have maybe gotten a job in Berlin. That was also very interesting for me to to see because also Berlin is, I mean, it's, you can't really compare to London, but it's also very yeah international, very multicultural. Uh, which is also yeah, really great to experience. And also what you said before, while you were like talking about those things, you said like this, basically, if I can sum it up, how powerful or how important the network is you're having or the people you're meeting. Um, if, if you like look at your life and the people you met, um, like what would you say about the importance of the network and the people you know? Because I actually did a podcast episode about it And when I was reflecting about the network and the people you know, and also the knowledge which is, with, which is with, within your network, sometimes I was I came to the conclusion that it is insanely interesting and important how many people you know sometimes uh, to get somewhere. Maybe you could add something onto that if you would like to. Yeah, you know, uh, I think networking is uh, uh, extremely important in our, especially in our professions because. You can meet uh, people from your uh, from your same field, so people in the account in accountancy practice. Uh, I regularly um, attend this kind of uh, um, meeting. Sometimes while we drink a beer or in a pub, uh, obviously before the pandemic. So uh, it was uh, it was interesting how you see people from different accountancy firm uh, working in different ways and. Uh, 
sometimes they, they can create you can uh, have more opportunities to um, listen to them and uh, uh, create opportunities uh, have more opportunities to find uh, another accountancy practice that is looking for someone from the same position or, or for example is more suitable for you because it's more specialized or something that you want to specialize yeah. um, or uh, this is this is why it's really important. Or sometimes uh, uh, networking uh, in order to find clients. So uh, while you talk to uh, some kind of meetings with between accountants and uh, uh, business uh, owners. So these are re uh, really important too because uh, you uh, you you start understanding how uh, the business owners. Uh, because business owners a few years ago are really, really different from the new ones. Because new ones are more digital oriented. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that's why there are, uh, for example, there, there are not so many, uh, I would say, there are not so many restaurants they are opening in the last uh, uh, four years. Uh, but what they're opening is uh, more takeaway or um, like businesses from home. And uh, so, you know, yeah. all the clients, clients are changing. There are no more restaurants or hotels, but uh, instead there are more uh, takeaways or uh, everything like uh, where you can uh, you can use uh, delivery providers because people understand how they can uh, um, how they can reduce costs and yeah. because in London London is a really expensive uh, city uh, especially for square meter for, for for square meter you you pay a lot of rent yeah so. Uh, they know how to reduce uh, these uh, these liabilities, so that that's the only way to reduce. And uh, so, our, us as accountants, we need to listen to them, and we need to understand where to find clients, which are the clients we are uh, uh, we can uh, we can get, and uh, obviously how to uh, advise them in the in the best way uh, possible. Uh, yeah. in, in, in terms of taxation, in, in which way they can re, uh, reduce the costs. So yeah. if uh, it's worth it to open a restaurant in that specific location, how much revenues they can uh, they can get or they can earn more in takeaway. So yeah. I mean, I think also um, the, the whole takeaway situation, the whole um, yeah change in a lot of business models and businesses really happened and, and accelerated because of Corona, also because of COVID um, in the end, because I mean, people can't really meet anymore. There has to be like so many different solutions got found so quickly a lot of times where people and actually also company owners actually realized, hey, working from home is so much cheaper. You don't need an office anymore. People can, can potentially work from home and you can save and cut so many costs, which which is going to lead to like a higher revenue. And as you said, um, to like way less um, in money you have to spend for for office rooms, for, for all those different things where you can spend, uh, spend money with also with a restaurant, takeaway restaurant, you just need a kitchen actually, essentially, and maybe a little kind of whatever, a, a couple of delivery guys, which you don't need to organize by yourself. You just need to check out some kind of online places to uh, register your restaurant. And with that, you cover, especially in London, as so much less um, space you need, which you, which you don't have to pay rent for. And um, we also saw that happening a lot and that a lot of businesses changed and, and the whole way businesses are like are running now has also changed in terms of the organization, in terms of using online tools, organizing everything online um, is, I think, also a, actually somehow positive for a lot of companies because they actually figured out how they can make, can make more profit in the end by by cutting costs on, on, on various uh, yeah. ends. Uh, that was that is very true. There's, this is very interesting to look at from this point of view on the pandemic uh, pandemic as well. And thanks so much for sharing. Like, and what exactly in your job are you analyzing? Is it just about the the cash flows, the money, or is it also what you just said about um, giving advice? Um, my you... my job actually is based on uh, uh, bookkeeping, starting yeah. from the bookkeeping, uh, preparing the statutory accounts for year end. Uh, payroll, uh, company secretarial, and uh, yeah, obviously advising. But uh, the advising part obviously uh, can uh, 
uh, can be done from the uh, accountants, the certified accountant, because currently I'm even studying uh, to become a certified accountant. Okay. Uh, and uh, but uh, for for the moment, because I'm the, in, in a learning process, uh, we we just uh, I just uh, prepare accounts, uh, doing bookkeeping, payroll, uh, and uh, some little ab- advices. But uh, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's my my main job actually. Obviously, the advice inside is more uh, is something that the senior or uh, our manager can uh, can do. Uh, especially in this uh, in this period, that, that there's been a lot of uh, confusion uh, in terms of uh, helps to the businesses uh, uh, because the government has changed rules uh, even uh, at last seconds. So yeah. uh, all uh, all of us actually, but more for our manager, uh, was a matter to uh, be always updated. So uh, uh, trying to stay updated, trying to stay in contact with uh, uh, all the. Um, in the, with government websites or yeah. uh, trying to n- not forget all uh, the businesses uh, that can be included in some kind of uh, helps or some grants. Yeah. At the moment, at the moment, uh, uh, okay, many businesses uh, they they don't have any more uh, cash, so they uh, they unfortunately they had to close. But uh, many businesses are instead uh, trying to resist, so they're just paying their staff, so people are not losing the job. Yeah. But um, the the companies are just uh, receiving eighty percent of the uh, salary of their of the employees back from the government. Yeah. And the government, I would say, is uh, uh, ready. I mean, there's no there's no delay on uh, on the payment. The payment is uh, after seven days you do the request. So uh, government is responding uh, quite quite well uh, yeah, about okay. this. Uh, That's great. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, you know, many businesses uh, they they just uh, survive because there are many people spending on their businesses. And yeah. uh, so, for example, uh, the the hospitality, so in general, restaurants and hotels. Hotels, yeah. unfortunately, they are just paying their uh, their employees, but they're not receiving. Uh, they are not having any any revenues uh, actually, or yeah. uh, restaurants or the. the I just operating as a takeaway, but uh, it depends because some restaurants they never done takeaway. They have a huge restaurant and they they have uh, yeah. a huge rent to pay, especially the ones uh, in central London. Hundred percent, really yeah. It's I think it. This is like about especially the restaurants and what you also said about the hotels. I mean, I mean hotels are very very little use just for like business context i think this is it is allowed to go to hotels but besides that there is like zero income and also what you said about the restaurants as as you said it i mean especially in central london i don't want to know how much and how expensive it is to to rent such a big place for like a nice hotel and even so if you have a great uh, i'm sorry restaurant you can't really compensate that with like delivering because also especially when you have like um more expensive um, restaurants, they are actually looking for customers which actually enjoy like the atmosphere which are they are creating. They are enjoying so much more uh, the location, especially as well, which you can't create by by takeaways. And but I do also believe there are also on the opposite side restaurants which actually have a good position. They actually saw that you can earn still quite a bit of money with takeaways. Um, I mean, I think at burger places, all those things are, I think, probably quite common to still have a quite okay revenue um, by by de- doing delivery. Yeah, because they are already in uh, in the delivery market from yes. since uh, since like uh, I think they're the first ones to uh, to give to deliver or, or like Uber Eats chance. So yeah. they already. I mean, yeah, okay, McDonald's or like Burger King. Therefore, them is not a problem. Is, of course. Uh, yeah. The the problem is, uh, for example, for the restaurant, they have uh, they are or in a good location, or yeah. they have a good view, or like uh, uh, I don't know, they are uh, like a team uh, um, uh, restaurant. So, for example, the restaurant uh, based on like uh, African vibes, so with uh, uh, no, yeah. good location, good um, uh, environment, so people enjoy to stay there because yes. they look like be like a, oh no, a restaurant like they look like aquarium or uh, these uh, these kind of things, and uh, for them it's a huge loss because uh, for them the the strength is not the food but location. Even if they try to adapt uh, to uh, to uh, to delivery to the delivery 
is, is not the same. They don't have the same revenues and uh, yeah. they still have to pay the maintenance for the restaurant and uh, some other costs. But the ones that uh, I, I would add that the ones that are really, really struggling are the uh, nightclubs because, uh, okay, restaurant can stay open for food, but uh, pubs or nightclubs, they are really, really suffering, especially for the fact that uh, they, because they only sell alcohol, they, they unfortunately must stay close unless they start cooking and uh, delivering food. And because in England it's really it's really common. There's a um, uh, there are pubs in every corner and uh, nightclubs areas are uh, huge. It's not just one, but uh, um, every I would say every borough in London is uh, I've got uh, um, like some uh, entertainment areas or with nightclubs and stuff. Yeah. And uh, yeah, for them for them it's a uh, it's really tough time and. Uh, uh, we are really worried that uh, it's going to take like a couple of years to to come back for them. And even and if historic pubs, that, yeah. uh, for example, close to my to the office where I, where I am, um, there's a, there's a, there's a pub uh, that uh, was uh, it's like already 800 years they're still there, and uh, we really really don't know how they are going to survive because they just serve uh, alcohol. They just have beers. They just yes. have uh, wine, and it's uh, yeah. I mean, understandable that, that, that there's a, a bigger worry about the whole like yeah bar culture actually, which is hopefully not dying out or is going not getting too too hotly reduced. And um, what is your prediction in terms of one thing like? Do you think there's going to be like a huge closing of businesses next year? Because in Germany, um, I. I don't know how it's called because I'm also not too good with all the names for, to very specifically talk about the topic. But next year, there's going to be a huge wave of businesses are going to close down in Germany because they are at the moment are not allowing businesses to somehow like close. Not every business has the chance to change the whole business model within a couple of months and then also receiving those new customers. Um, yeah, just your, your quick feedback for next year, what do you think? would happen because you're, I think, have way better knowledge about that than I am. Yes. Well, uh, next year is going to be, at least for the first half of uh, 2021, it's going to be uh, tough for these businesses. Probably many of them uh, are going to close, especially the ones that already struggled before the, the lockdown. And once they uh, were having uh, like uh, good revenues, probably they... Uh, They're gonna. I mean, they probably gonna survive, but uh, they they're gonna be in uh, a little bit of debt. And uh, uh, well, the government, uh, anyways, uh, every government, even uh, the German one, uh, they're giving a lot of support to these businesses. The only thing would be that uh, all this uh, helps uh, will be converted in uh, uh, new public debts. That means that uh, in uh, the next coming years, the all the taxation will be higher in uh, every every country in the world. Yeah. Um, for uh, Germany, Germany is, is in a good uh, is in a good position. That's why uh, Germany had a uh, lot of uh, gave a lot of support to the businesses, uh, uh, and uh, um, and I would say response in a, in a good way to uh, in the closing and the reopening uh, the businesses. Uh, the UK uh, unfortunately is facing uh, uh, even. Uh, even the Brexit situation. So Brexit, that means even uh, uh, a fee to pay to the European Union uh, that uh, equals uh, uh, 90 billion pounds uh, to the European Unions, uh, obviously um, divided in, into uh, many years, but uh, still 90 billion that is going to revert to the, um, to the taxpayers. Yeah. Uh, plus this uh, uh, business helps Uh, to the to the okay, to the businesses that okay people uh, are going to probably the businesses will still survive uh, people they'll keep the job but in uh, in the coming years many people that probably are are going to open a business they are probably thinking uh, if it's worth it or not to open it because uh, taxes will be will be higher uh, just consider that um, you, uh, the United Kingdom uh, is going Uh, in order to attract after you, after they they leave the European Union is going to attract uh, new investors. The best way to attract investors usually is to uh, reduce uh, the corporation tax uh, yeah. to the companies in order to attract businesses to open 
uh, a, a company in the UK and uh, number of companies they open in the UK and so you you, you pay uh, taxes and uh, uh, the thing is that uh, this year they had to reduce the corporation tax to 17%. That is one of the lowest in the world. But because of the pandemic, they kept it, they kept it to 19. And probably in the next coming years, is is going to stay like that. Because usually yeah. they, they're trying to go down, but uh, it's going to stay like that. Uh, probably they're going to increase uh, other, kind of, uh, other kind of taxes. And uh, yeah. this is all, uh, unfortunately... Uh, and a disadvantage for uh, for people that want to invest or they want to live in the UK. Uh, and people they are, for example, European in the UK, probably they will think that it's more convenient to come back to Europe instead of stay in the UK. The UK will have uh, a huge loss. But um, in Europe, I think Europe will uh, will recover in a, in a fastest way. And um, many countries like... Uh, uh, I would say even uh, even Italy or like Germany, especially in the, the ones in uh, um, uh, in the richest areas, so northern Italy or like uh, um, Frankfurt area or like Paris, yeah. Amsterdam, will benefit from uh, from uh, the Brexit situation because they're moving assets into these uh, cities, and uh, because the um, the European Union is going to increase collaboration among the among the uh, different uh, state members yeah Th thank you thank you so so much for yeah like explaining everything as uh, so detailed and like we talked a little bit negative about the whole situation which is understandable but um just out of interest since we are now um going into the topic what what kind of businesses did you see and still see accelerating during the year we talked about delivery um just this last question to finish up the, the whole um, yeah. kind of business talk, which we can obviously continue. Um, yeah, what kind of companies are those who actually really benefited um, heavily, which you can see as well um, yeah, on, on your daily job? Well, basically, uh, basically uh, based on our clients, uh, on the clients that I follow, uh, I have uh, two uh, businesses, uh, 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 I have two business owners that uh, are involved in uh, digital marketing. They're going really, really good. Uh, so basically, they uh, they started the business uh, like uh, we got one uh, uh, British client that started business two years ago as a, a digital uh, marketing, and they doing really, really good. Uh, they increased their like uh, up to forty uh, percent uh, compared to last year. Their yeah. uh, their their gross uh, turnover. And uh, that's that's one of the businesses that is going uh, is going to uh, increase among the uh, among the um, I mean so it's, it's a business that is going to uh, be really really good in the next coming years. Uh, we've got another client um, always involved in uh, in the digital marketing, but he's even a software engineer, and uh, yeah. that's I think one of the uh, asset one of the good asset that uh, every company. Uh, uh, needs to have someone info, uh, someone specialized in uh, in software engineering, so good in the coding, good in programming, yeah. and uh, so yeah, I, I would say one of the first is digital marketing uh, delivery. Obviously, is uh, uh, one of the businesses that okay is, is going good in uh, in these years, but it's going to continue to go uh, to go good, but uh, uh, probably it's going to decrease once we will be back to normality. I just want to add on on the digital marketing, which you said I do agree 100%. I mean, there needs to be now since the, the whole situation, so much digitalization is happening anyways. And also so many people do struggle with the same way. They need to find clients. They need to kind of somehow reach a different audience. They need to reach their audience, first of all. And then from there, they need to um, yeah create some business, some clients and this is really um, happening a lot. There is such a high amount of people who is actually also in the online sphere. It doesn't matter if it is on LinkedIn or wherever you're at, what kind of platform, but so many ads and so many people are trying to you to sell you something to, to, to sell to you something. It's insane. So I can really see that also happening over the next years that the digital aspect and the digital selling in general in the online world is going to grow also a lot and 
what I what I think what you just said and finished off with was, I don't think that the percentage of people when it's going back to normal, however the new normal is going to be, I don't think that there will be the same amount of people going to restaurants and going doing all this thing than before, just because out of sometimes even the comfort, like how much comfort it gives you to just order something and, and how many people got used to the situation as well. I think if it goes down, it goes quite slowly down to normal. Even so, I really like going out in a restaurant with my girlfriend because it's such a nice experience. At least for me, I really enjoy food. I really like the atmosphere and then I like doing that. But for, I think, a lot of people, it was just, it just makes sense still to continue the, the yeah, the Take now. Away. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Um, thank you so much I'm for sharing. Yes. Oh. No, go on, please. Sorry. Oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say... Uh, and the same thing is for uh, uh, even uh, for supermarkets. So take away supermarkets or buying uh, all the stuff to supermarket because all all these all these uh, uh, big chain of supermarket they uh, they uh, implement and they improve their uh, takeaway system. And yeah. uh, uh, in London, it it worked really really good. So th that's why you couldn't find really long queue in uh, in the biggest bigger supermarket. In Germany, actually, I think, I mean, probably in, in London, they probably developed and, and expanded those systems way faster, um, which I can't really say about the more rural area where we live in Germany. Like, <laughs> you still have uh, have to go quite a lot to the supermarket. And also now what I just saw also during the whole situation, which was also very challenging, is actually the system of delivering like the post offices all this stuff is was very interesting for me to visit the last couple weeks as well um was how many people are sending packages and how you couldn't order something i think you had to order something on the 19th or 18th of december so that still arrives on the 24th and it was very interesting did, did the same thing happen also in the uk or wasn't it as over uh, crowded somehow with all the packages all the yeah. the delivery in general slowing down because it's not meant to carry so many packages <laughs> well actually actually uh, i would say we had we had the problem with uh uh with the, the international delivery some international shipment because usually we even deal with the uh notary systems uh, and so on. we had to send uh, a document to italy and because yeah. of this situation and because they uh, they are using these delivery uh, services for sending the vaccine uh the these clients actually received the documents one week after they uh, the day that uh, they supposed to receive this document so they received like two weeks after they yeah there's a lot of uh, uh delays in uh, in uh, in this uh, even if the, the they should have received in two days because it's a priority they yeah. received two weeks after. Yeah, because no, of, uh, I mean, because probably because people are not doing uh, shopping, like uh, going around to the shopping center, but yeah. they, they order online and they receive it online. So do you you add this, uh, the, all this, uh, you know, the Christmas gifts plus uh, other people's uh, yeah. trying to, yeah. Uh, and obviously the, the vaccine, uh, because obviously they, they found international providers like uh, TNT or DHL or these uh, big yeah. providers. In Germany right now, or especially in Dresden, um, in the area where I live the most at the moment, the shopping the shopping malls are closed. Is it the same in London or are they still open? And I also see a lot less people are moving anyways out to go shopping, obviously, due to the risk. Um, is it the same in London or are they still open and you can could potentially still um, shop um, offline and just go out in the city? Yeah, you can you can go. Uh, every, everyone can go, uh, especially in this period, uh, going to the shopping shopping center and uh, doing shop. The, the only place is closed where the restaurants, uh, unfortunately, restaurants okay. and uh, uh, pubs, but yeah. uh, shopping centers were okay. open and uh, Obviously, uh, because uh, this is usually a period where there are a lot of uh, tourists. Um, obviously, the the amount of people in London were broadly less than uh, the usual uh, people that you find in London in this period. Yeah. So it wasn't okay. There were still people doing for shopping, but if you if you go to um, uh, to the shopping area, so Oxford Circus, uh, uh, Regent Street, you you. You could find, you know, people just walking around, but no people inside the uh, yeah. uh, the different shops. So 
few people in the shops and many people just uh, going around but most of the people they respect the rules and uh, yeah so yeah yeah i mean i also think that this is also a big trend which is going to happen more and more sadly over the next year that like most of the stuff is going to be probably delivered on um, um ordered online um as well and also now during the situation so many people had to order online um which uh, yeah is giving uh, amazon a great um Yeah, a great uh, position, which I'm not really happy with, but that's not uh, to discuss right now. Um, besides that, I want to come back to like a more like the more personal journey, which you still have. Um, you said you are going to change your job very soon or what did you say yeah. um, quite a while ago? Yeah, this is an exclusive uh, from uh, this uh, podcast. Uh, yeah, <laughs> in one month time, yeah, <laughs> in one month time, yeah. Uh, I'm going. I'm going to change uh, the uh, the accountancy firm. So um, I just recently had interview with another a new company, and it's going to be a new challenge for me. Uh, is is still uh, a company dealing with uh, um, Italian clients as the the one that I used to be. Okay. And uh, yeah, it's gonna it's going to be uh, a new a new step for my a new step for my career uh, and- with. Uh, a little bit bigger uh, uh, accountancy firm because the uh, current one is uh, a really small uh, company. I, re- I would say a really familiar uh, yeah. accountancy firm, uh, okay. really small. And uh, uh, this one is, gonna, is going to be uh, a little bit bigger. And uh, so, so for me, it's going to be a good good challenge. Um, yeah. And um, and also, uh, I would say uh, I'm... Uh, I'm going to continue to uh, to 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 study for my uh, for the professional uh, certificate uh, that to become a, a chartered certified accountant uh, yeah. uh, on an international level. And, so, and yeah. are you are you ever planning on then having your own company at some point, or are you at the moment you're just gonna move more in the corporate world and you want to stick there just out of curiosity? Yeah. Um, it's quite personal, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah that's. That's the uh, that's my aim in uh, seven uh, eight years time. So uh, improving in uh, improving this year, getting the qualification, and once get the qualification, trying to um, to to understand if I'm ready to to have my own company or yeah. to be a partner of a company. So uh, to be part to be shareholder in uh, in the company where I'm working or like join yeah. uh, other uh, friends that uh, start a new company. So. To, to be to have a a, a bigger uh, partnership with them yeah. so being part of the decision process because uh, one thing that uh, you see that uh, london brings to you is uh, uh, to be proactive so uh, to see people improving uh, faster and uh, the the motivation to 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 see yourself like them and uh, and and say okay i'm i'm going to i'm going to uh, learn really really fast in order to become like them and uh, to to have your independence in your job and yeah. to do the job as as you want so in the way you want it in uh, in the way you want to work and uh, be part of the uh, strategic process uh, on uh, be successful with your company so yeah that's my my aim in uh, i would say eight years <laughs> yeah no, that, that, that... That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's a great. I think it's cool. It's a very interesting goal, and it's also like I really think it's pretty impressive how much you stick. Um, not to to the plan you have. I mean, it's not obviously necessarily always a plan you're going to follow, but how you stick and how passionate maybe already you are about your job, but also how much you stick to your um, career. I'm coming back not just about the the monetary success um what is the what are the most important kind of yeah things in your life which how you are defining success in the end because obviously financially we don't have to necessarily talk about the next five years they're going to be very good for you you're going to earn a great amount of money and and going to be successful in this area but how do you define success in in those other aspects in terms of family maybe your friendship your friends um what would be your guess on on those things Well, usually success is uh, uh, um, is something that uh, okay, so it's object is a subjective thing because success yeah. can be money, can be uh, learning, can be having a family. 
for me is uh, um, is having um, is learning every day because your your life you don't learn your life will be boring and uh, so learning every day uh, something new and uh, so for me that's that's the the most important thing and uh, yeah if I look back to my uh, years when uh, since I since I started to work I've learned uh, many things especially in uh, since I moved to London. I really uh, learned uh, from scratch till, uh, you know, something, because now I'm still in the learning process. And uh, for me, it's always essential to, to, you know, in a certain period of time saying, okay, in this period of time, I've learned something. Even if you want to learn something more, uh, probably you don't feel ready to yeah. um, do something like to advise into clients or some sort of things. Uh, you know that you're ready uh, to to do at least you to do something, and and you've learned something that for probably in the, uh, in a few months' time you can uh, obviously start advising to clients um, uh, something something about uh, um, something that you, something new that you learned in the, in the last period. And uh, yeah, for me, it's learning, learning every every day, uh, step by step, no rush. That's my philosophy. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, that, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, uh, also, I mean, I think there will be not one point in life where you should stop learning because stopping yourself from learning also basically also means that you don't want to develop yourself further, kind of, which obviously everyone would love to or should do at least to, to challenge themselves, which you also said before every day with it doesn't matter how small the things are, just the small challenges are going to bring you somewhere and gonna in the end um, result into yeah certain revelations you're going to have certain things you're going to yeah think differently about when you now um, look at your life and you say hey what are the, the the parts of my life where i learned the most or where i had the one, one thing where i learned the most and maybe where i had the greatest experiences when we're talking about like all the way when you were young till now like where did you think you learned the most essential things about life, about life, yeah, yeah, about life actually. Well, about since, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I would say my uh, my experience outside of Italy. Uh, okay. So uh, I would say okay, there are five or six uh, uh, experiences that I really I really liked. Uh, was first one was uh, when uh, when I moved to London in uh, 2010, just for after my 18th year. And uh, I started to work for a couple of months in a restaurant in uh, Central London. That was the focal point. So that was my first, uh, really first experience abroad. And uh, uh, I really, I really like it. And uh, and at that point, I said, I'm I'm going to have uh, some more experience. So every time I had some free time, instead of just uh, just stay relaxed, I wanted to uh, do this, uh, this kind of experience. So... Uh, the the other one was uh, when I moved to Liverpool in 2015, and uh, that was really a huge experience. And, and had my first time six months uh, uh, abroad, working uh, without uh, without uh, having any distraction on uh, like being busy with my mind because I uh, graduated. Uh, so I graduated uh, in uh, my bachelor degree in uh, in economics. And yeah. so I was just free and uh, just I wanted just to uh, learn. Uh, so improve my English level. And uh, uh, then obviously the other one is in La Hammer in uh, the, the year <laughs> after. So <laughs> yeah. that was a really uh, huge, uh, uh, huge experience. Uh, yeah. Okay, that, that the main purpose was, uh, uh, okay, to, um, to consolidate my English level and uh, start learning uh german that that was one thing that i'm, I'm going to do in uh, the ne next uh next year probably start learning yeah start learning again uh germany but, so, but how did how did you how did you decide to like challenge yourself with um doing work away because i mean at the point you had your bachelor already or did you also had your master's I had uh, the bachelor, just the bachelor. Okay. Uh, I was in the middle of, uh, because I had the first year of my master's degree. After yeah. my first year of master's degree, so I finished all my uh, exam for the first year. And uh, I, okay, I already planned in February to go uh, to go abroad. And uh, I, okay, I said, okay, I'm going to Germany. So 
Yeah. I started to search and uh, um, yeah, well, I wanted to uh, I wanted to try in uh, Eastern Germany. So my my aim was to go to Berlin. Yeah. Uh, but obviously, you know, I was attracted even by Dresden and uh, all the area, you know. And uh, yeah, I, w- I was lucky that I found a, a really welcoming family. <laughs> and uh, I so, sometimes and sometimes I I speak with uh, the uh, Callum, the other guy that was. Callum, yeah, that's amazing. And, uh, Do you met yeah, by any chance? Like, or did you already met uh, in in London? Met, uh, or like, yeah, we we met in uh, 2017 uh, uh, in Lincoln, where uh, in the nice. close Lincoln, where used that's to live. Amazing. Yeah, where we used to live. Yeah. yeah, and uh, okay, we spent some time together. We visit, uh, we visited, uh, you know, his hometown. Uh, yeah, uh, spent time with the family. We cooked some uh, Italian pasta <laughs> at his place. <laughs> yeah, but his family is also so welcoming. It's amazing. Yeah, I also you know, was there for like yeah. uh, two, three days. It was really nice. It was uh, they are so open. It's great. But like, what made you? Like what lead? Like let you decide to do those kind of experiment because. Kind of, I mean, you could have also done something so different. I don't know, do a vacation by yourself or why would you, why did you decide to, to experience the culture so close to like our family in this case? I mean, it, it doesn't really matter if it is our family or someone else's family, but just interesting <laughs> to, to know as well. Yeah, yeah the, the, my, what drives me to do this kind of experience was uh, the fact that uh, I always like trying different, unusual, something new, something yeah. uh that uh, can make me can make me have r- really good memories uh, uh, once uh, in the future. I will remember this kind of uh, experience. So for me, it was uh, uh, was uh, was important to um, actually to not to waste time for because summer usually people just go on holiday, just yeah. spend even sometimes a lot of time in holiday and doing uh, actually nothing that is not productive for for yourself. Yes. Like um, for me, like uh, my my uh, my idea of summer was to try something new. So going in families, or uh, and that that was the right time because that was uh, between uh, uh, my bachelor degree and my master's degree. Yeah, and uh, it was even a time that uh, obviously if, because I spent more time in Italy, I didn't want to uh, lose my uh, my uh, you know, my my language levels. So even my uh, my level of English and uh, yeah. Uh, for me, it was uh, even important for that reason. And uh, obviously, the cultural uh, exchange, that is something that I, I really liked since, uh, since I was, uh, since I was uh, like 15, 16. But like, like how, 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 did, how did it come? Like, how did, you, how did it come that you liked those exchanges so much? Did you already did, like, when you were 16, 15, like, some yeah. kind of exchange with the school? Or what was the first yeah. touch point? Yeah, it was with, uh, like... like uh, during the summer, you know, when I when I used to finish uh, the, my secondary school, so I used to go okay with a group of Italians, like it's organized uh, group. Uh, we we used to go like to Ireland or like uh, in, uh, oh, nice. in the UK, you know, in some colleges for okay for fifteen days. But yeah, it was something you you go abroad and uh, you see different uh, everything different, so different language, different, and obviously you feel you feel like uh, that you. Uh, you're doing like a different path from uh, your your friend, and it it really excites you every every time you do this kind of experience. And obviously, you know the my my the, the best experience or the the first experience, first important experience of uh, uh, my uh, my life, and uh, that changed me my way to see the world was uh, in 2010 when I went to London uh, for a couple of months, and I was yeah. just uh, 18 years. <laughs> just as it's been, uh, just as it's been uh, for you uh, going, uh, uh, spending one year in Texas. Yeah, so it was 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 the same because it's changed you, the it way does, you yeah. see the world. One hundred percent. It so. is it is very interesting. Yes, I, I do agree on that. And also, what really changed my personal life was when I started studying in the Netherlands and go there to university, like being abroad and not at home, and making all those connections and friendships. And also, as you said, also the cultural thing, just meeting to so many different people and also getting to understand how different cultures are, that the Italian culture is so even very different depending on how, in brackets, sorry, like Italian someone is, um, how to handle them or, or how they are reacting because I have um, one great friend I actually interviewed um, this um, Sunday was Giacomo. Um, 
I, I, he was also very interesting. He was traveling quite a bit and is talking about that. He's also from Italy. And then also, um, yeah, Chiara, I have in my class, which is also Italian. So it's very interesting also to see the difference in people who are even in a similar country, even so you can say, hey, uh, they are like that, maybe. But uh, that could be totally wrong. And you can, you can be totally wrong about that. And yeah, this was uh, for me those um, experiences abroad also were very big steps of development, I think, where I took away a lot of experience, as you also said, like those first experiences abroad, meeting those people in the culture in a different setting um, is really something which is pushing you in a direction and then bringing you out of your comfort zone a lot faster than just staying home in a very comfortable situation mm -hmm. and you're not doing too much different, uh, which I think is um, the main reason what you also said, learning every day something and uh, to improve up on something. And uh, what I actually wanted to ask you, if, if, if there are people out there who are going to listen to the podcast, you are, I would say, very driven by like university, you did your master's, you are now really aiming for a well-paid job, like a, a job you have a really straight way to go. Um, I'm a little bit opposite. I do think, yeah, uh, studying is good. Um, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna get my bachelor's, but after that, I'm not gonna do anything. I mean, I'm gonna do something, but I'm not gonna continue studying. For me, my personal experience is that I learn the most from people when I talk to them. When I have as many interactions with different people as possible, I talk about as many different topics as possible. How did you decide that you are so strict about? Like, when did you notice that you like the accounting part? When did you notice that, that this is like your topic you would like to focus on now? Like, how did you figure that out for yourself? Because a lot of people do struggle with that. For me, I had to fight a couple of times to not drop out of university, for example. Or, or yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, uh, it was last year, actually, when, uh, when I joined my, uh, my current accountancy firm. And... Uh, Before than that, I was just doing university. University usually, especially in Italy, is more theoretical. So it's, uh, there's no uh, like uh, many practical things. Yeah. And uh, that, that was the reason why uh, I, I wanted to try uh, in uh, uh, the account side because it was international accounting, my master's degree. Um, I wanted to try uh, to actually to practice in, uh, in accounting, uh, to go in an account, in accountancy practice and uh, see how it was. And actually, it it it, it likes me, so uh, I I really enjoy to um, to start doing uh, doing bookkeeping at first, but then uh, preparing the accounts. That was the most interesting part because you see uh, if the company are performing good, and so uh, based on that, based on the, um, uh, the 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 numbers that comes out from the uh, from the from the accounts, then you can see if uh, if a company. Uh, is performing good if uh, you can advise them to which costs they can reduce or like uh, yeah. uh, which costs they can add in order to reduce the liability to pay to the the tax uh, department yeah so uh, liability to so different strategies uh, in order to um, um, let the business uh, be more comfortable with uh, uh, with uh, um, all the liabilities all the yeah. uh, All the, all the things that they they owe to the to the government. So that was the, the that was the the interesting part of the um, uh, of the job that I really like and uh, that the reason why I want to continue. I want to improve because then you know once you start liking something, then you want to uh, do always more and more and then uh, uh, studying in order to become certified and uh, yeah obviously like to to get a better salary, but in the same time to to be more comfortable on the things that you're doing so yeah and and again like when you started from the beginning beginning when you before your bachelor like why how was your motivation then was it something like you got thrown into because it was really something else which you can could identify with or or how was this process as well because that would be also interesting did you knew it when you were like super young and you said hey that I, I was watching you doing something similar. I'm going to do similar, something uh, 
yeah, in a similar direction, or it's just comfortable to do something in this direction. How did that? Yeah, well, I'm I'm honest. Uh, <laughs> to be honest, I was uh, I was really confused. I had no clue was uh, what was uh, uh, like uh, economics, accounting, uh, anything that was around businesses. I really had no clue. Yeah. In, the, in my first year, in my last year of the um, of the secondary school, actually, I wanted to become a doctor. So just okay. imagine. What what was my? I, I mean, I I had that different plans. Like, uh, but then you know, some sometimes you you have to think what what is more realistic for you. Like, you can stand to stay to uh, to study for six years to to deal with the clients that had like uh, you need to communicate to clients, for example, like uh, some bad news or uh, dealing with. Uh, uh, like stay in hospital or something that you know I, obviously that at that point i started to think on something more realistic yeah and uh, uh and I, I went and then i at first you know the the, the second choice was economics because uh, uh even my father works in a, um uh used to work in a fantasy firm in my hometown and is now working in a bank and uh, because it was quite similar i said okay can be good. Let's see how it is. So my bachelor degree was basically like a, a general, uh, like a economic commerce business. It was more generic. Then at that point, I realized that I, I was good in a, in a, in, you know, in a financial statements and bookkeeping um, yeah. kind of things. So at that point, uh, I decided to uh, to do a, a master's degree in international accounting because uh, obviously you you need. I, I could have done the um, the Italian version, so more more based on the, the Italian side. But international accounting was more uh, focused on the international side, so yeah. not just uh, Italian, but uh, international, so US, UK, um, like uh, international taxation is where the subject that I used to study. So it's been like a slow, a slow process, but in in terms of uh, um, becoming passionate about my job. Uh, I would say it's it's, uh, it's been last year when I started uh, actually working in that sense. Okay. Because even even when I was working in Deloitte, I was dealing with a different thing because I was a, a, a SAP consultant. So basically, I was dealing with a, um, technology side, so implementation of uh, this uh, uh, software. This this actually German software. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's a, a managing software. Uh, so we used to do like implementation to different companies, uh, uh, but actually it was it wasn't accounting. So yeah. that that was even one of the reasons where uh, I decided to move uh, in uh, to move back to accounting and seeing how uh, accounting actually is. And uh, the different the difference is that. Uh, uh, when I was working with uh, um, as a SAP consultant, uh, I was dealing with big clients, really big clients, and sometimes uh, I was not uh, I was not dealing directly. So I was uh, uh, first dealing with my senior, the senior with director, director with. Them. So I, I mean, my my opinion wasn't uh, so. Uh, um, important sometimes because I, I was obviously the, the junior uh, figure but uh, yeah. now i'm dealing with clients i currently have uh, 25 clients uh, so i deal uh, to all of them so sometimes if i can suggest uh, doing giving some advices uh, uh, and that's i think even one of the uh, most interesting part because you you feel that uh, uh, you can uh, even even if you uh, you have just uh, 20 months experience you can advise you can uh, um, you can uh, um, you can deal directly with them, uh, do the accounts for them, so uh, you feel like in uh, like a, a, an important part. So your contribution yeah. is important. Yeah. It's not like in big companies that you really really small part. So no, I do I do I do agree, and I understand because I mean if you if you as an individual, especially if you like to step up your game, if you like to take the lead from time to time depending on how you are personally and how you like to be but um yeah i for me as well also in, in my mom's company it's also very important to feel like i'm in a position where i 
I'm heard, that my ideas get implemented, that I can also add some value to the company because I think this is for me at least something very important and where I also see that my works my work changes something, makes a difference, maybe creates a new client. Um, and that is where it gets also for me very interesting. And I also think companies in general, the company, bigger company cultures, it's probably very tough to change that. But especially like in the organization we have now with the, my mom's company, um, I think it's an organization size, which is really nice between like 10, uh, 5 and 10, 15 people. It's really nice because you can organize everything so nicely and they every individual vote counts quite a lot since we can actually yeah, take that into it consideration, which is really nice. And every individual person who's working on project also feels like they are doing an impact, which I think in, in terms of the culture of a company, it's uh, very relevant. Um, so um, thanks for, for sharing. And I also, yeah, I'm, I'm going in a very similar direction when it comes to, yeah, like to lead, like to have my own clients and my own part within a company because it's really it feels just so different um, when you are actually a part and working with clients and don't have to, I don't know, always communicate with like three other people to actually um, yeah, reach the point where you actually want to want to head to. Just to um, wrap up the whole um, podcast to make it, uh, make it work, make it around. Um, we, we talked a lot about the journey. We talked a lot about very detailed about your job, about those yeah, challenges you're always also facing as well. And what I ask um, in the end is just to like, what would be your advice um, to like people in my age between like, we are talking about 16 to probably like 25, even 30, depending on, on who's going to listen to the podcast. What do you think out of your life, which you until now, what is like, what are the, most important the most significant things you could learn about yeah personal development about what is important um what you should maybe focus on what would you say to a person who's asking you this kind of very broad uh yeah question yeah trying trying to uh um getting experience trying to do as as many experience as uh, uh as you can uh since the, after you know after twenties, people are just curious about the world. So, trying to uh, not to give up your 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 dreams and uh, doing as much experience as you can, and uh, um, yeah, um, and obviously uh, after you do some experience, obviously you want to obviously learn more about this, and obviously uh, the last one is studying. So studying about that, getting yeah. experience but studying at the same time. That's the best way to. To improve and uh, be satisfied with yourself. Perfect. Um, thank you so so much for for this. Uh, yeah, wise words again and as well. Thank you so much for your time. I highly appreciated the podcast and thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for you for inviting me and uh, hopefully we'll we'll meet the next time.